You're listening to a sermon originally recorded by Schweitzer United Methodist Church in Springfield, Missouri. Check us out online at sumc.co. And if this sermon blessed you, be sure to share it with someone else. Thank you so much for listening. Now, on to the message. Good morning. All right. Good morning to you guys as well. So uh, welcome to Church at the Center. Uh, My name is Richard Cunningham. I'm a a frequent guest preacher here at uh, Church at the Center. I've been a a member here for uh, going almost on three years. And uh, God's given me the awesome privilege to get up once again and uh, talk about his good news. Amen. Amen. So I hope you guys all had a great Easter. So I I have to try this too uh, because it's just like a thing. I know it is. So he is risen. Awesome. Awesome. Yes, he has. All right. So today we're going to be reading from uh, Luke chapter 24, verses 35 through 53. And um, first thing I want to start off with is that I want you to know that where you are at right now in your current situation and your walk with God, that God has not brought you to the point that you're at right now just to leave you now. Amen. God has not brought you this far to leave you now. Doesn't that feel good? So, and that's a thing that we have to keep reminding ourselves at, uh, about on a daily basis. So, on to this. Um, Luke is pointing out in this story to us uh, in Luke chapter 24, verses 35 through 53, uh, of how Jesus is calling us to continue to follow, uh, to continue uh, to keep fighting the good fight, to continue running the race. And uh, when doing these things, uh, we have a quote from uh, Pastor Jason Linear here that says, when we show up, the risen Christ is there to meet us. How many of us know that to be true in our walk? All right. Awesome. All right. So uh, when we go into this, um, God shows up in our prayers, in our thoughts, in our speech, and most of all, in our hearts. It's like a renewing of the person that we used to be. Amen. It's like the old is dead and the new is born. And we began uh, being shaped and molded into the person that Christ has designed and, ha- and that Christ has planned for us in our lives. All right, so uh, I want to go on. Uh, and if you have your Bibles, if you can just go ahead and turn to Luke chapter 24. And we're going to go ahead and jump into the scripture real quick. And then it'll also be up on the screen. All right, so Jesus appears to his disciples in this. In verse 35, Then the two from Emmaus told their story of how Jesus had appeared to them as they were walking along the road and how they had recognized him as he was breaking the bread. And just as they were telling about it, Jesus himself suddenly appeared, or was suddenly standing there among them. And he said, peace be with you. But the whole group was startled and frightened, thinking they were seeing a ghost. Why are you frightened, he asked. Why are your hearts filled with doubt? Look at my hands. Look at my feet. You can see that it's really me. Touch me and make sure that I am not a ghost because ghosts don't have bodies as you see that I do. As he spoke, he showed them his hands and his feet. Still, they stood there in disbelief, filled with joy and wonder. Then he asked them, do you have anything to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish and he ate it as they watched. All right, verse 44. Then he said, when I was with you before, I told you that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and in the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said, yes, it was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. It was also written that the 
that this message would be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all the nations, beginning in Jerusalem. There is forgiveness of your sins for all who repent. You are witnesses of all these things. And now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised, but stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills, with, uh, fills you with power from heaven. Then Jesus led them to Bethany, and lifting his hands to heaven, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up to heaven. So they worshipped him and then returned to Jerusalem, filled with joy. And they spent all of their time in the temple praising God. Amen. You know, when I was uh, reading this, uh, the thing that sticks out to me the most is like is the confusion between the disciples and, uh, well, the confusion that the disciples had when Jesus was standing there. And it was like, and it reminded me of the story whenever they were on the boat and the storm, the storm was rocking and it was turning the boat back and forth. And uh, I think it was Peter or one of the two, okay, turned to God and was like, God, don't you care that we, li- uh, that we shall live, that the storm is going to take us out? Something like that. I'm just paraphrasing here. And he woke them up or he woke up and he told the storm to be calm and everything just died down. And then they became even more scared at that point in time. Can anybody tell me why? Okay. So it's because they realized who he actually was. They realized that he was the son of God. So the storm was no longer a fear. But once they seen who that, how he calmed the storm and everything, that was the real fear. So that's what, that's what uh, my mind exactly, immediately went to on that. And I thought, what a coincidence. All right. So um, to jump back into it, we're going to follow through. God has not brought you this far to leave you now. And we got to learn to follow through. And there is so much more to your story. And you are mistaken if you think this is it. Okay? There is work to be done, Christian. Don't start running the good race. Now, it also breaks my heart, and as we all know, uh, there's, this does happen uh, and is, uh, is a thing, that there are still so many people out there that don't know our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And, um, and in that, are we doing what we can when we can as Christians? Are we pouring into the people that's around us? Um, are we uh, listening to uh, the, the prompts that the Holy Spirit has given us when he's leading us? Are we relying on the Holy Spirit to do the job that God has called us to do? And um, are we raising the bar? And I would say the thing not to do is to get to the point, and I'm guilty of this, I've done this a lot, to get to the point um, when we look at our situation and say, yeah, this looks pretty good. I think I'll stop right here. What do you guys think? Doesn't, doesn't that look pretty good? I've, I've done all those things right there through God. I, th- I think I'll just stop right there. I don't have to do anymore. Okay? And, uh, and it's just not the truth. There's still so much more to your story. This, r- really what the story is saying is that your adventure is just beginning with God. You are just now getting started. The end is nowhere, nowhere in sight. Amen? And we got this wonderful journey that God is going to give to us. And he's going to lead us and provide for us and redeem us and mold us and shape us into the person that he designed us to be when we are allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us. Amen. Okay. I'd also say that I think the point that would, it would, uh, the point not to get to is, um, is that, okay, my situation is so bad. I've messed up so much that I shouldn't even try anymore. Okay, see, the enemy wants you to believe that. Okay, but God is letting us know, 
otherwise and on the other hand, okay? So uh, we all have a moment in our walk with the Trinity, or in other words, in our relationship with the Trinity, when we become unsure or we doubt if we can get through what we are currently going through at that moment. And we feel like throwing in the towel for whatever reason. But let's take a moment to think about that. Let's think about that real quick, okay? Think about the last time when we were feeling that exact way, that we were feeling that we were in need and we called on our God and he showed up. Or that time that we was just broken beyond belief and there was nothing there and we felt that there was nothing there and we called out to God and our God showed up. Amen. And many other, many other situations. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this light bill together and everything else. Like, and you know, the things fill into the blank and your God has showed up. All right. So this morning, I'm going to tell you two short stories. And uh, the first one uh, I'm going to tell you about is going to be about my life without, without Christ in it. And it's not a, really a testimony, but just to touch on the things of where my life was at before I had Christ and before I was following and uh, being obedient, okay? So um, I lived a very dangerous life for, um, I would say, from the age of about 13 to about the age of 38 as a gang member. A very dangerous life. Um, I've never shot nobody, but I have been shot at numerous amount of times. And I've also had to the point to where I had two guns pulled to my head at once and both of the guns jammed. Okay, now what I want to do is I want to go into the story just a little bit, just to bring into the emphasis. I had two guns, one right here and then one right here in the front, and they both jammed while both gentlemen were trying to pull the trigger. Okay, one gentleman became alarmed that his gun had jammed, pulled it down, started pulling on it, and it went off. Okay, immediately after that, when I was leaving, because they ran inside. I knew that he was about to go get some, some more guns or whatever else like that. And they were coming out. I let go of the person's hand I had a hold of. And I took off running. And out of my peripheral vision, I'd seen the, the door fly open. And about five or six gentlemen came out the door. And they all were equipped with pistols. And they began to shoot. Pop, 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 pop. And uh, the only thing I could do was run between every telephone pole, mailbox, bush, tree stump. Car. Only thing I could do. Um, ended up, did not get shot. Um, but just to go into the significance of where I have been at, also on top of that, I have also been to prison. I've also been in and out of jail. Um, just a life without God was just completely lost. I've uh, been an absent father, um, on probation. Uh, I mean, just, I mean, the whole bit, anything that goes along with that. Now, I want to fast forward a little bit to where my life with God, okay? Now, uh, I was also in a meth addiction with that five years. I left that part out. But once I got into a sober living house, and this is where I started turning my life around with God. This is what God did. God brought me. You ever heard the phrase that you spend so many years walking into the woods that whenever you turn your life around, you start coming out? It don't just happen in one or two days, Right? All right, so that's going to put some more emphasis on God has not brought you this far just to leave you now. Amen. Um, I got into the program where I was at and um, New Beginning Sanctuary. I completed that within uh, a couple of years, stayed around. Uh, they was going to eventually try to make me a chaplain for that program. God's work. Amen. 
All right, so I also took Jobs for Life here. I took Faith and Finance. I took the discipleship here for the LCP. Um, got through that. Uh, started holding down a job, okay? Um, left everything that was in my past alone when I was just fully in surrendering and following God. Um, I completed probation, completed treatment, completed drug court. Uh, kept going. Um, got a house. And then married this uh, wonderful lady up front. And through all of that, and from where I was at to where I am now, then God thought it would be pretty funny, and, he, and he's a pretty humorous God. He thought it would be pretty funny to take me from all that and then put me up on stage to where I'm sitting here talking to all of y'all right now. Amen? Amen. But God's not done yet. There, there's, still some, there's still so much more. And another confession on this is that after getting through all these things and like just fully trusting in God because that's what it takes when you just fully surrender. It's like, okay, I don't want no more. I want you, God, all of you. I don't want nothing that used to be a part, uh, that used to be a part of my life no more. I have to die to this person so I can actually be this person that God has created me to be. I get emotional when I, when I say it because I was an evil person. And I never would have believed that I'm at the spot that I am today from the person that I used to be then. It just wasn't even in the picture. There is no way that I ever thought that I'd be up on stage talking to you guys today about the awesome God that we serve, the Redeemer, the Provider, the Lover. Amen? Amen. Such a deep end. Oh, man. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So, <laughs> becoming uh, to be more for God, I still have to finish what he has started. Okay. When I got to that point after me and my wife had got married, I felt like I was done. I was like, okay, I was like, I've done everything. I've done everything. Um, true story, some colleagues of mine pulled me aside because it started showing in my actions. And I wasn't showing up to do so many things that I had been doing. I wasn't, uh, and really that I felt like I was still on fire for God. The things that I was doing before in my actions wasn't showing up with what, uh, with what I may say, you know. And I had some great colleagues hold me accountable for that and let me know, like, hey, man, <laughs> you got to keep going. Thank you, God, for opening my mind to see that and have the understanding that you are fighting for my life. God is fighting for your life. God is loving you through all the things that you are going through in your life. And he hasn't brought you this far to leave you now. Amen? There is so much more when we first started, right? We, we wasn't quite sure when we first started. It was like, okay, I can see this person having God in their life. I can see it. I can see it. Is, is, that, is that real? And it's a leap of faith that we take right there at that moment, right? We're not really sure, but we see what's going on. I want to know what it's like, too. If, if that person's really that jolly and joyful and really, you can just see the God in them, well, I want it too, and I want to try. It's a leap of faith. I'm going to go ahead and jump in and forget about the person that I used to be and just trust God to restore me, to remold me, to make me the father that I need to be and that I want to be, to make me the person that I need to be and that I want to be, to be the Christian that I want to be and who he designed me to be. And it's got to be in all those actions. But we need the Holy Spirit along with those things, right? God comes and says, I'm going to send a friend to you. Don't leave the city until I send it to you, right? The Holy Spirit. 
through, uh, through the Holy Spirit, we have this relationship with Christ. He intercedes for us and everything else like that, and he leads us. All right? So, to this day, and I don't need a round of applause. I, I mean, I appreciate it in advance, but I don't need a round of applause. To this day, from July 16th, when I first got into that program, this July 16th, I'll have three years clean from all drugs and alcohol. All of them. With no, with no wanting it. And I want, and I want to explain the, the depth of being in an addiction and, can't, and you're not able to stop. And, I mean, just, you just can't do it. And going through the process of trying to get better and then going a week without using and then going two weeks without using and then, think, and then messing up and, then, and relapsing and thinking that you're doing better. And I, I, I want to take you just a little bit through that of what it was like to where being a strong mind and a strong-willed person and believing that I could do anything I wanted to do when I wanted to do it, coming from the, the gang life, I can get through anything. If I've gotten through all this, huh? So, I, I mean, man, God changed everything in my mind. It, it's, the, it's just the mindset that I had to change from. I was being loyal to something that was going to kill me. Eventually. Most likely, right? That's what happens in that life. So I had to turn to God and then really just like surrendering into it and then believing that Christ is going to send his friend to lead me and guide me and do everything that I need to be to be the person that I need to be to truly love the people that I'm seeing that I love. When I say I love you, mom, wife, daughter, friend, fellow Christian, you can believe that because you can see Christ in my actions. Not only, not only that, you see the spirit shining. I see the spirit shining in, out there. Amen? Amen. Okay? So let's go on. All right. God has given us all a job, right? All right, we have a path that we follow when we're trusting in the Holy Spirit. And when we're in our everyday life, it doesn't stop. Amen? It's not just whenever we come to church. Hey, you see me attending the church uh, I'm going to church, but then the rest of the week, you know, whatever, you're not doing anything that's really about God, you know, and, and I'm not trying to uh, give you, <laughs> I'm not trying to talk down on your walk, so please don't take it that way. Well, what I am saying is I'm trying to encourage, the Holy Spirit is encouraging you to reach out to somebody around you. Now, I got the awesome privilege uh, with the job that I have now, um, I had lost a job and then I had to go through a temp service. I had been at this job for like a year and a half, okay? And everything was going well. Well, me and the boss had a misunderstanding and I had to leave. But I had to go back to the temp service. And going through this temp service, I felt that I should make exactly what I, was, what I had been making at, at, at that job. I've been for a year and a half. As soon as I start the temp service, I should make exactly that when I'm starting out. And I, had a, I was on a high horse for it. Or with it. All right? I'm not going to take nothing less than such and such, such and such. But it began to be two days, three days, four days. Everybody has a cell phone bill coming up, right? I have a cell phone bill coming up. I have insurance coming up. Okay? I'm, and I'm freaking out, but I'm still like, no, I'm not going to take that. And I had to pray again because I found myself taking over. I had to pray again. I was like, God, I know you didn't bring me this bring me this far just to leave me now. And I have to get out of my own way, and it's just a constant reminder. I have to step away from that because if the, the old rich 
steps back in place, I'm going to break everything. It's what I've done for the, uh, for the, the process of my life. I'm, I'm going to hurt somebody that I love. So I called out to God. I prayed to him. I had to humble myself. I had to take a lower pay. But here's what God, here's where God's amazing love comes in and allowing the spirit to lead you is that at this place of employment, there's some individuals, since it's a temp service, there's some individuals that come through there that are broken. What a coincidence. I've been broken. Raise your hand if you've been broken. I've been broken. Thank you, God, for the opportunity. There's the value right there. It's not what I'm making. God can take care of that. Here's what you need in order to take care of that. And that's what edits the humor I got out of it. But here's, what the, here's where the real value is. That person over there needs to know who I am. And at this place of employment, I get to pour into individuals. I get to let them know, well, it's already known there that I'm a man of God. All right? So anytime somebody's having a problem or anything like that, they send them to me, and I get to tell them about how great our God is. I really get to pour into them. I get to tell them that, hey, there is a God that loves you endlessly, and he searches for you relentlessly. Relentlessly. God is searching for you. He's chasing you down to tell you that I love you. You don't have to worry about anything. I've got, I've got a plan for you. And it's far better than anything else that you can plan for yourself. And I get to see these people pick themselves up. Well, not pick themselves up, but start trusting in what God is telling them and what the Spirit is leading me to tell them. And I see them starting to pick themselves up, and then you start starting to see a person starting to smile a little bit more. And then they begin to ask questions. You know, at first it could start out like, okay, you can be a little shameful. We know how that is. You can be a little shameful. We don't want to go and talk to the person really and let them know where we've been at. You know, you kick the ground and everything else like that. But this person starts coming around or these people, they ask, start asking more questions and the Holy Spirit begins to work. And we can't have this adventure that God is sending us on if we're not allowing the Holy Spirit to walk in our lives. Amen? The Holy Spirit and God loves you to an extent to where they want you to share it with everybody. I remember Pastor Bob said one time, and I'm paraphrasing on this too, and it just warmed my heart. Pastor Bob says, in the Trinity, in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they have a love that they shared that was so deep and so real and so magnified, they wanted to share it with somebody. Amen? Amen, that's good stuff. All right. So um, if you would, just bow your heads with me, and we'll go ahead and pray. All right? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for everything that you are in our lives, Lord. We thank you for your spirit, Lord. We thank you for the guidance that, uh, that we so desperately need, Lord. And then uh, when we are searching, Lord, uh, Pastor Jason reminds us, Lord, that you will meet us. And, Lord, in that, we ask that you just take everything away from us that we don't need, Lord, that we surrender that to you, Lord. We surrender all of our troubles, all of our doubts. Lord, and we trust in your love to take our lives and to run away with it, Lord, and take us on this great adventure that you designed for us. Lord, we thank you for everything that you are in your son's precious name. And the church said, Amen.